Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Cheers. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you're rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Bro, what's the Connected Experience? The Connected Experience is the lifestyle, our lifestyle, a lifestyle. lifestyle. So uh, how how that lifestyle treating you? Hey, man, this Connected Lifestyle is treating me really well, man. I came across some great people. I'm still coming across some great people. It's just a blessing, man, to be able to talk to people and get, help them get their story out or be a guest on somebody else's show and get your story out. What about you? How's treating you? I mean, you know me, man. I, I like playing the middle, man. I like tossing this, that way, and this, that, this this way you know what i'm saying you so, used to be a point guard didn't you yeah i was a two guard my g i no, was a two okay, guard my g you know how it is but uh yeah you know uh i can't complain man it's been a cool life so far with the connected experience helping people because this help a lot of people man like unbeknownst to what you might think or what i might think like a lot of people listen a lot of people come back every week we want to thank people that come back every week so. yeah i just was uh telling a friend of mine like even if you get a hundred listeners think about if every time you showed up to speak a hundred people, people showed up to yeah, listen yeah that's that's a lot and most people don't know 100 people personally so these aren't people who you know per se but these are people who getting to know you through I, what i realized bro is people that you know don't listen no nah, they don't never. listen and that's cool with me you know what i'm saying because they get us well i would listen if i knew us because it's not people don't get us together all the time yeah I would yeah, say yeah, that. yeah 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 people don't get us together all the time so this is the only time actually people even know that we're together because we live do we do so many things differently right right so this is their time to get uh, aj and sj yeah yeah and i am sj right. and you are aj yeah so you got a word no that word for you yeah the word is uh illustration is an example or instance that helps make something clear a picture or a diagram that helps make something clear or attractive i got a podcast what's a podcast i got a podcast that i've been listening to hard what gangster chronicles man yeah, yeah, yeah. hey this this is not an ad like this is for real <laughs> some good shit on gangster chronicles man. man and i'm i'm happy when i hear gangster chronicles because you know it's real stories this is not a fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth man account of yeah. a rumor that they heard that like yo i can't tell you what it's about because it's just best if you listen but yeah against the chronicles that's the podcast i've been listening to and definitely the plug podcast oh I've the plug I, yeah i fuck with the plug hey i've been listening to the burner shit too though oh straight up yeah yeah, yeah. He, he got uh i just listened to an episode he got motherfucking dj paul on this shit it's always a pleasure my to, nigga dj paul your nigga dj yeah. it's always a pleasure to hear them uh dj paul speak because uh we were like early three six mafia fans and we didn't know how big like we just love this shit you know yeah. what i'm saying he yeah. said he cleared at least four to five samples a week off, that, of, his, off of his shit man that nigga's the hip-hop Smokey robinson though yeah he's four to five samples a week and then he said he loved when other people sample it because then they gotta clear it again but yeah so that's what i've been doing man okay so we got a guest today man who was our guest uh, June. He's the the trillistr. It's true. He he, the trillistrator. You know what I'm saying? And I, <laughs> when I read that, I said, yeah, that's a slick name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, it's June. So we go talk to June about basically who he is. What's going on, June? What's going on, man? How y'all doing today? All right, all right, all right man. Go now, ahead, introduce yourself, brother. Shit, I'm just June. <laughs> I don't know another way to put it, man. I'm just a, a extraordinary, uh, talented 
guy. That's 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 what people tell me, man. I just like to call myself a normal person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, where where are you from, June? Where are you coming from? Flint, Michigan. Yeah, Flint again. Represent. We yeah. love Flint. You know what I'm saying? So, what part of Flint you from? Because every time we got somebody on here from Flint, like Dayton Ave is how people know Flint, regardless of if you're from the opposite or hood or whatever. Like, so where are you at in, in correspondence with Dayton Ave? I'm from the north side of Flint. That's where Dayton Ave is. It's on the north side. Okay. Okay, okay, so where did you uh what was it like growing up on the north side of Flint? It was I mean, when you young, you kind of don't really realize what's going on. So for me it was fun, but then yeah. as you get older, you start to realize, you know, everything that was really going on, shit, it was crazy. It was nuts. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? When you young, you just care if you can get some ice cream off the ice cream truck and uh, you oblivious to like the struggles like your parents or whoever you live with grandparents might actually be going through because you don't even realize that if you live with your grandparents why do I live with my grandparents like where are my parents at so growing up did you grow up with mom and dad who you grew up with I grew up with my mom and dad my mom and dad was like married like real early on um, but then I eventually lived with my grandparents. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. I just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So who, whose parents, mom or dad's parents? It was my dad's parents. Yeah. That's kind of rare too. Usually people go with their mom's parents. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, Flint, growing up with your grandparents, what parents had like a drug habit or something like that. Like my, my dad like had a drug habit. So that was like no disrespect. My dad had a drug habit. So we grew up primarily uh, with my mom and then just a lot of love from people we came in contact with we uh we made our own family. we we uh, yeah we literally made our own family so through high school from starting at 10th grade we lived with a lady we call aunt sandra because a guy who was raising us uh was playing a part and yeah, raises playing a really big role in raising us it was his auntie so we just called her auntie and she let us lead her. I mean, we paid like whatever she I think she wanted like 60 bucks or something. But you know what I'm saying? So we just created our own family. And then here we are today, like still like and people who we consider family members on. Of course, since we talking Flint uh, curve real that's my man you feel what i'm saying i feel like that's family and we just met him a few years ago but when you meet certain people it's like okay that's like a cousin Mm -hmm. you feel what i'm saying stuff like that so did you have siblings yeah i got a brother and a sister you the oldest no i'm the youngest oh okay okay Okay. so how was it being a baby boy what's the age range what's the age range okay i'm 27 my sister 28 and my brother just turned 32. Okay. 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 So, so pretty very close, close to age. age. Pretty yeah. good. But it's a kind of like a weird dynamic. Like I just said, I grew up with my grandparents. So on my dad's side, that grandmother, I'm the oldest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because yeah. we got different dads. So I'm yeah. the oldest over there. And since I grew up with my grandparents, it's kind of like right here. I'm like the older cousin and everything like that. But yeah. when I go over You're here, the little brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you actually, so when did you discover art through all of this? Um, I was six years old. Yeah. Just my, my brother used to get draw back in the day. And um, I just was watching him draw. You know, you just kind of want to be like your big brother a little bit. That guy knows firsthand. <laughs> I'm a big not, brother. I do I'm not know that. I don't, I don't know that. So, so he, know, he can brother. relate. I can't relate. He can relate. No, I can't relate. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I just seen my brother drawing, and I just, you know, took my hand at it. And um, I got an uncle, actually. It's my uh, my mom's brother. Saw me uh, drawing, and he was like, you like you like drawing? I'm like, it's, it's kind of fun. He was like, hold up, I'll be right back. He came back, I'm telling you, stacks of pads and pencils. And 
That's been it ever since. So he actually nurtured that in you, like yeah, off yeah. the rip, and that's good, man. Because a lot of people don't like a lot of people don't get that early on support, so they hide mm-hmm. talents. Like you often hear stories of people saying they wanted to do this for so long, or they've been doing that, but they never told nobody. And I think that the never telling anybody is like a fear. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that kids. I think kids shouldn't have fear. Like my daughter, she. I don't see no fear in her. Like I'm watching her climb up the couch jump off head first like and i'm like yo you go hurt yourself but there's no fear there and i mm-hmm. think once you recognize that like i don't i just don't feel like kids should have any fear mm-hmm. and that because that's how you get nurtured like you know what i'm saying so for when when he said do you like to draw you just said yeah you mm-hmm. had no clue like you didn't care he could have said that could have been followed by you suck whatever but it, <laughs> but you didn't have any right. fear of that right. so that actually was helped you and to gain a supporter, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, when's the last time you drew that? Something for that guy? Oh, um, actually, I'm I'm working on some things for him right now. He always, he's a businessman. Like, he's just always starting up businesses, doing things like that. So, uh, we working on some stuff right now. But yeah, he man, like when I when I reflect on it, like the most important person in my life. Yeah, because, like I literally was just you know six years old. I'm just doing whatever and just playing outside stuff like that. And he just was like, well, yeah. so what made you? pick up a pencil for anybody to see it i just i saw my brother doing it yeah yeah i just i just seen because he was he was real good though he was like talented talented. so people so it's the kind of thing where if you think i'm talented you should see something he draw yeah but he i don't (laughs) think he drew nothing since (laughs) but that whole like life work like that though his whole purpose forever picking up a pen was probably just so you could see it mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. i bet you he could still pick that pen up man it never go nowhere man yeah, it's it's, <laughs> cra- it's crazy because now he um he becoming a barber and it's weird because like he used to say he wanted to become a barber become a barber but you know like most of the time you see somebody like they might cut hair through high school and then they eventually get back into it he never like never in his life he just said he wanted to do it one day he yeah. picked it up and did it. And I saw him. He just cut somebody's head and he did a design. And I'm like, that's the first time I see you draw something. Right, man. right, right. So 20 years. He yeah. might be cutting design. Like, he might be the go-to design man. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. So after Unc put that, uh, put that paper and pen in your hand and showed you, like, somebody do care about just what you're doing, you just stuck with it through the, your whole so – from six on, have you ever put the pen and pad down? Yeah, I put the, I put the pen – probably, um, i say, like – 15 through, I'll say maybe 20. I didn't draw nothing. That's just, you know, that's just that era of life where you living fast, doing a lot of stuff. But did anything turn you off about drawing? Has anything ever turned you off about drawing? No, it's actually, it's a funny dynamic. You know how, like, in high school, right, you got the kids, you got, like, the cool kids over here, might got the jocks, whatever you want to call them, and you got, like, the little nerdy kids. Side note, does anybody know why they call them jocks? I have no I, idea. I, I have no idea. <laughs> Me neither. Like, that's just the term we use. We go look into that. Yeah, go, <laughs> so, yeah, so high school, you uh, you got the nerds, you got the jocks, you got the the, the fuck-ups, which yeah. are the cool kids. At the, at some, yeah. Not anymore, though. I'm starting to realize that the, the, more, are, yeah, the more artistic and, and smart you are, that's the end thing now. And I'm happy for shit like that. Yeah, and it, it was a weird dynamic because, like, you had, like, the nerdy kids over there drawing and shit. And then you would see me and my boys. Like I was the only one who didn't play sports. Weirdly enough, yeah. that's, that's a whole other story. But like that, but that was my boys. That's who I hung around. And but they would like make fun of them for drawing. They'd be like, "No, this nigga cold though." So, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like like you don't know drawing. This is yeah, a good, yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, man, we used to take like the little tests in school, and it's like you know you answer these questions and it tell you what you want to be. Like literally, like it's a sheet of 
10 things that's like, oh, you should follow these careers. Every one of them was some artist. Straight up. That's dope. Yeah, that's so dope. you really couldn't get away from it. Now you put, you put the pencil down. What made you pick it back up? I was, I was working this security job. Just you something know, you hate it because who wants to secure <laughs> uh, who wants to secure anything that's but not wait, there? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was kind of fly though. I had a dispatch. Yeah, so, yeah. I was I was sitting in a, in a cool building and shit. But yeah, I was just sitting there one day, just scrolling on IG, and I'm like, man, let me. I've I seen people join this. I was like, let me see if I still can do it because I literally haven't picked up a pencil probably like six years. So I started drawing. So I just drew myself. I used to do that shit all the time. Like I literally just look in the mirror and draw myself. So I tried it and I'm like, oh shit. First like, of all, that's fucking nuts. That you, can look, <laughs> that you can look in the mirror and draw yourself because you actually looking at a reflection yeah, is yeah. backwards. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I used to, I used to do that all the time and then I tried it out and I'm like, it's crazy. Like it all came back. I was like, man, I'm never stopping. So do you remember the first picture that you ever drew? Like the very first one? I have the first picture I ever drew. Yeah, that's, that's dope. Dope. What was it? It was a picture of Ken from Street Fighter. Yeah. Straight up. Most random shit ever. I don't even think I had a picture. I just liked Street Fighter and I just drew it. From memory? Yeah. It was terrible. It don't look like <laughs> yeah. it don't look like him at all, but I but I it's framed in my house. Yeah, that's dope. Oh, that, that is, is dope. dope man. Yeah, that is that's dope. dope. So being an artist, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Being artistically inclined, because when you when you can draw People don't understand that you could do so much more because being artistic is being artistic. Like we used to rap, but I know how to. Well, we both do. We both know how to draw. We both know how to do things that's like so. Cutting the grass is an art form. Yeah. Cooking is an art form. Like all of these things are. Th- so, what other artistic abilities do you actually have? Well, re- really, before I was known as um, just like the guy who can draw and shit like that, I was I was known for rapping. Like okay. uh, like around my neighborhood and shit like that. Yeah, I was known for oh, rap. Give us sixteen. All right. Yeah, go ahead. No, All that's right. real. That's real. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Shit, uh we skipped six hour made coke lock at a dope spot. Treated like home mech. We was cooking stovetop. Then hit the block. Shit, we couldn't get off no rocks. Been traveling on the road to the riches. You hit some roadblocks, but wait for it. I seen a nigga serve my Aunt Doris with money she got from my granny. It's like she paid for it. Close to home. Said I was growing up all alone. My moms was sick and my pops was a rolling stone. I mean, we got our own lives, so I can't hate. Just some words from your namesake with the same face. My grandmother's first grandson, handsome. Used to watch and one until I got a hand gun yeah that was dope hey, yeah, that was thanks, dope thanks, you know what i'm saying and he just told the shit that he already just laced us up with being the oldest grandson over here you feel me like because that might have went over niggas heads man that was pretty dope so flint you know what i'm saying so wait a minute did you stop rapping like uh at, when you started to draw again did you stop making music it well actually it was it's, it's a weird process because i had a cousin that rapped and he was so serious about it. But since I hung out with him every day, it just kind of like fell in my lap. Like I already rap, but then it was like I would only record with him. Yeah. And then like some stuff happened with him basically. And then I just kind of like fell out of it. But I rap every day. Like in my yeah. head. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got, hey, listen, I got I three more albums locked in on the left side of my temple. You know what I'm saying? Like I only like if I pick up the mic again, it's only going to be features or this is about to sound crazy, so I don't want you to take this. Don't take I'm away. Not, you know, not, what I'm I don't saying? take like, nothing personal. If something was to ever happen to my brother, then I told myself I would I would rap again right. because that's what like that was something we would do. Like I wouldn't do anything else that we did because a lot of the ideas be his. Like the movie idea, like we shot a movie. Like mm-hmm. the movie idea was his. Uh, 
we came up with the web like certain stuff i just i'm just go like leave there but i told myself like if something happened to my brother i'll probably go drop like three songs because my cousin who actually got us in the rap passed away mm-hmm. and the last time we recorded as a group it was, it was with my it, cousin yeah. it was he like, recorded us. he recorded us so like once he passed away we we yeah we felt like you know that that's that, that's that chapter was, of our life that was that chapter yeah, of I, our I life got, I got a similar story something like that like um like June the Illustrator right so I had a cousin who uh rap the one I told you about his name was uh it's weird because this was back in the MySpace days he had two pages it was DT the Hooper and DT the Rapper because he just did both so he yeah. like it wasn't even nothing creative he just like <laughs> yeah I, I want to make for my hoop page. page yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So, but he act, like he actually got people who liked him. So he that was his rap name, DT the rapper. So it was one day. It was me, him, and it was um his ex girlfriend, and um and he was like his girlfriend and her initials was SB. He was like, "You gonna be SB the artist?" And then he was looking at me. He was like, "You gonna be June the some? I don't know what it is." Because like I was always one of them people who was like talented. So you never knew what I was gonna eventually do. Yeah, yeah. So then um I was like making an Instagram, and I'm like. Uh, June uh, Illustrated, Trillustrated, and I just yeah. put it out there. Yeah, and then that's how I got that name. So it's, it got to be June or something, whatever I do. Yeah, yeah so I, yeah, like I won't, once, if something happens to my brother, I just got, I got a few bars for my brother and my cousin just to pay some homage to them. And then I could actually, like, okay, I'm done. Everybody I've ever did that with is you know what I'm saying no right. longer so I ain't want to tell you that you know <laughs> but I got some dope ass shit to yeah, say like yeah, or yeah, but yeah. like if I do like a feature like so say you like twins man I want y'all to because people fuck with us still from rap like right. we get statements all the time like people listen to us on Spotify and all, all that shit, shit yeah. all type of shit so I'm like somebody might want to because somebody might not be putting two and two together and know that identical is the connected experience and they yeah. might be like we want a verse so I got a couple <laughs> verses just you know yeah, it's already written in my head yeah. insert whatever I'm going through like fucking with Joe, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know how you that know. Shit real, yeah, that shit real though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And we had a couple other artists up here, man, and they said they rapped and they spit no bars, man. So I'm talking about niggas who can draw, talk about they can oop and they spit no bars, talk about they rap. So all, you feel man. what I'm saying? But that's just growing up in the ghetto. So back to Flint, man. Right. Flint still dealing with this water issue mm-hmm. and all of that. How 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 are you directly affected by that? You know what's funny? I'm not directly like I live in Flint. I live in Flint, Michigan. I kind of live on the outskirts, though. So what is it called, Flint Heights or something? Because no, a partner no. R said his daughter lived in Flint, but I think it's called like Flint Heights or something. It's um, it's Flint. Flint Township is separate from Flint, Michigan. That might be what it was, yeah. Flint Township. And then, like it's it's kind of fucked up. Like right when that shit happened, they was like, no, we they don't want to be associated with Flint anymore, so they kind of changed their name to like Carmen Hills or some weird shit like yeah. that. But yeah, um, it's crazy. but yeah, I live like kind of like down the street from that. It's technically still Flint, but it's basically in Flint Township. So my like, I remember when like when it got like publicized and everything. My apartment complex, they sent like this letter like we don't like we still you know have the water, water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, of course, it's still going on and everything. Hey. But me personally. Like, uh, as far as my health, I'm not, but I got, you know, hella family in Flint, things like now, that. Now, I think that that uh, been going on way longer than they're giving it credit for it because yeah, yeah, yeah. every motherfucker that I met from Flint was, like, throwed off. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Not in a bad way, but, like, like it, it, you could tell that when people say it must be in the water, that's always been a true statement. <laughs> you, no, I, but, I, that, but that's with a, a lot of different places. So if you see concentrations of people, so just say from Inkster, right? Mm-hmm. We have a really young, violent uh, population mm-hmm. at one point. 
it must be in the water. What is everybody doing that's the same? You ever heard of um, the lead crime hypothesis? No, uh, break it down. Lead crime hypothesis is basically like you can trace, like if you take any concentrated area of like high crime and you go back 10 years, it was once an extremely high level of lead, lead in, in the water. water. And I can believe that 100% because you got to look at things like you might be a vegetarian. I might eat meat. Like it, 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 but we both get up. But you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> but we both get up and brush our teeth right. with the same water. You right. know what I'm saying? And I I, 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 hope, I believe all that. I be, I'm here for the conspiracies, man. I believe that all of that shit is true. All of them. That's, like, that's you know what I'm saying? Like all of them. The music mixed with the drugs all hitting at once. Gang banging spreading on a high level. Like I believe all of this. I believe that the mob was involved. I believe that everybody who is not black is in a conspiracy to do to harm black people, man. And that sounds far fetched, but you can no, show it. It sounds <laughs> far fetched to somebody who don't want to believe yeah, that, but yeah, you could yeah. go back like for centuries to see how like all of these people are playing parts. And so they hate when we sit down and talk about this. They hate that somebody under 40 knows something like this. They hate that somebody under 30 knows something like this because we could potentially stop it, but it's so far gone. How do we stop it? Like, yeah. and I think, I think that's more of the issue with it being so far gone. I mean, t- 20, 20 people who think the same who kind of know something going on the uphill battle is getting the other people who look like them to believe it's something going on like for example you know how i feel about the projects and plants and uh those not they they there like it's no reason if you grew up in the projects that your child should grow up in the projects because you should have learned from that but since people heavily relied on uh, democratic values, and when I mean democratic, I mean the way people vote. They 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 want better social services, right? Well, better social services hinder you because mm-hmm. then you don't get out of that mind state. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I think both ways. I'm an independent. I feel like don't make the social services better, but make the playing field more level. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Harvard can't be the best school because people at Howard work harder. You feel what I'm saying? Right. People who went to Harvard, who black, work harder than white people who went to Harvard. So they degree worth more to me. But how can you put a dollar value on any degree? Mm-hmm. Because this person going to a HBCU may be the first person in their family. The whole family might have had to raise $2,000 to send her from Mississippi just to Washington, D.C. to get to school, to get in school. So how you go tell me that somebody who go to USC, who parents can pay millions to try to get them in USC, work harder than that? It's not. So how can you put a dollar value on a, a degree? You can't. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So let's get back to uh, drawing. So like you draw for different occasions and we actually got up on you through another ally from Flint, which is Noah Watson. Mm. I was a fan of that artwork before I knew who Thank drew it. Because yeah, yeah, because we liked that. Yeah. We had an album called Street Politics that right. never seen the light of day. But we had an illustrator draw what we wanted. And we had we were standing on the White House lawn in hoodies. And there was pandemonium going on behind us. But the pandemonium was actually an artist painting the White House black. Mm-hmm. And on the ground it said Street Politics. And we got postcards made. And that was go like that's a, I don't know. <laughs> like that's what's how we was go promote. And it was the a album. bum like laying on the, the lawn. It was like pandemonium. Out. Like that's, that's you feel what I'm saying? And it and, and we were saying that we are the uh gap between the streets and politics. It, the the White House was halfway black. It just was so we always been a fan of illustrated art and album covers and when i first seen that i was like it's so much shit going on in this picture but 
nothing at the same time as far as like when you watch tv it's just background noise right. no matter if you enter the show or not like that's why people get go to sleep with the tv on it's just background noise mm-hmm. but that that's affecting you you feel what i'm saying so talk about like how did you get when you got that call that he wanted you to draw that cover like how did that go yeah, well he basically hit me up um and he was telling me everything he wanted in the cover and i thought it was just a brilliant idea like like you said i also love um music covers album covers that's like actual pieces of art yeah like um like aquamina yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you feel what Shit, Jake the Flake, man. Jake the Flake. That, <laughs> what that, he had that coke uh, on the yeah, table. Yeah, you know that album cover I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, and that was raw. We like, whoa, we was kids then. Yeah. We was kids then. Yeah, who else got some dog-ass album covers? Like, doggy style. Yeah, yeah doggy, doggy style. style. Well, we actually know the artist who drew, Uh, we. he's the first artist we ever had on the show. His name is Risky Forever. He drew, drew the, Machiavelli. the Machiavelli album cover. He, he drew, drew the inside of All Eyes on Me. He drew I the dash. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was that shit, it, you know it was funny because um you know I fuck with y'all so I know like the whole uh, uh Ishan yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know it's funny my dad used to love Ishan <laughs> Ishan I think Ishan like like a year younger than my dad but yeah. he was so young when he was making it my dad used to like they used to skip school in Flint come to Detroit to buy an album yeah. and I remember like they was like it's in the store but it's not in the store like yeah. you gotta like you gotta it's a, it's a yeah. secret you gotta go there and, I need that Ishan they giving you but, that shit in the paper bag but he used to like I used to listen like he used to play it in the car I didn't <laughs> I didn't know what the hell they were saying and then yeah. I'm like I was rapping and one day, one day, I'm going to die. Yeah, Mama, I'm, I'm, gonna cry. Cry. Yeah, that, I'm like, yeah. I got older. I'm like, what the fuck was I saying? Like, I was like six in that <laughs> That's what we were saying. We was saying like, yo, son, the shit we was listening to at like 10 years old and but, shit. But that's me. I, like, that's one thing I really, really, really appreciate my dad for. Like, he never really hears shit from me. Like, yeah. like growing up, my favorite He's still one of my favorite rappers, Fiend from No Limit. Like, yeah, that's all yeah. I used to listen to when I was a little kid. Like yeah. kids listen. I don't even I don't even know what was popular back then. But yeah, I was in the No Limit Cash Money and shit. See, like but that. that's how we grew up as kids too. As far as shit that was popular for kids in our yeah. age range, we don't mm-hmm. know none of that yeah, shit. Know we know shit. all the shit that was popular for adults. And sometimes I look at that like uh it's a blessing and a curse because yeah. We ain't really have a childhood where per se, like, we were like children. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We was off the porch by 10. By the time we was 11, 12, 13, like, we was just so engulfed in what we felt like was the norm, which actually turns out is not normal. Right. right. <laughs> like, but like, at the time, you don't know it's not normal. Right. You don't know it's not normal. Your normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. By the, but some, the, the downside to that is by the time you realize it's not normal, you either dealing with dead siblings, you're dealing mm-hmm. with uh, incarceration. So I just, I'm just thankful that we can spread the message that even though you're a kid, you might be going through something, man, just keep your kid. head up. Be a kid, man. Right. Just whatever, right. even right. if you take a care of your three brothers and sisters under you, be a kid still. You right. know what I'm saying? Take time and enjoy being a kid because you really realize what being a kid is like once you have kids. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a two-year-old, and I be looking at my daughter like, yo, Lord willing, you don't know none of the... You, you, you know, you go well, here you don't yeah. know first firsthand. Hand. Like, you're going to hear... I'm going to... Through experience. Yeah, I'm going to lace her up with the stories and shit because that's who your dad is. That's my life. But I don't ever want you to be in certain situations that I was in at right. that age because if I'm not there, there's nothing I can do. Like, if you pass away... You don't know what's going to happen. You, you know what I'm saying? You don't know how your wife or your baby mother will end up with whoever. You know what I'm saying? But as long as I'm here and I'm breathing, regardless of the situation, like, 
boom, I know what the fuck you shouldn't be doing. Right. And I'm going to let you bump your head, though, because you're going to think you know, because I thought I knew. You yeah, know what I'm I, saying? I, was that way. I think about that all the time. I'm like, how hard-headed, because I don't have no kids, but I, my, my brother got kids. Well, my brother and my sister got kids, but like... um. I see, I see what they going through, and I see like they got my brother's same hard headedness. I'm like, you, <laughs> you forcing it? Like they gonna do what they want to do? I hope yeah, you realize. I hope that. you know, like, because yeah. they little humans who go be right. adults, and they you really never change. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what have you drawn? Drew, excuse me, drew any other album covers? Album covers. Let me see. You know, I draw so much shit. I really be forgetting. Like somebody like posting and tagging. I'm like, oh shit, I did do that. Like, um. I forgot I did um, Cheyenne's podcast cover. Uh, you, oh, you did that? I did that. Yeah. Straight I didn't up. think about that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Until she said it, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. I See, that. and what's cool about what we do here is people just be connected. Mm-hmm. That's just it. Like, you from Flint and I just we just happened to be on somebody's show from Flint who we mm-hmm. kept an open rapport with and then it's like, Oh, who drew your album cover? And if you listen on that thing, we mm-hmm. said, well, we probably go have him on too. And then we meet you. So it's right. like, organically though, like yeah. he didn't plug us. And yeah. then I went back because I'm like, damn, I couldn't remember dog name. I hit him like, hey, what's the artist's name? And he tagged me like, I'm about to send you his profile. Right. So that was all organically. And then, I mean, you was with Rock that day, right? Was you with yeah, Rock I, up yeah, there? We, yeah, we was chopping it up. Yeah. Oh, oh, so you don't know Rock. Well, I met him that day. Oh, okay. And but see, I, know, I thought I y'all Cheyenne. was together. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's why, because yeah. we was all standing right, right there. And then to hear you drew that. So it was like, all of this stuff come full circle how it's supposed to it did. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do some work. We're not going to talk about that right. on air, but we definitely yeah, going to do some work. because we just was actually discussing the idea, and we like, who do we want to do this? Like, you, you know what, what I'm saying? saying? And I was like, well, we got artists coming on <laughs> today. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we like his work. Like, because that's what he was saying. Like, sometimes by us being twins, the ideas be the other ones or each other's. And it's like, how can we expound on that? Mm-hmm. And then that's when we, like, start assembling the team. And it's like, once you vibe with somebody, and we like to get people, who, if this what you do, then this what we I don't. Yeah, we don't mind paying, like. In, in rappers' terms, I want to pay a producer to produce, right. an engineer to be an engineer, yeah. a video director to be a video director. I don't want to do it all. Yeah. I want you, you know what I'm saying? Because some, even though I have the talent to do all mm-hmm. of those things that I just probably named, I want people to understand that hey. I'm a fan of your work. Not only am I a fan of your work, I understand that this is a job. I won't even take stuff for free from artistic or creative people because I know the other side of the process. You right. want to be recognized for what you do, and the ultimate recognition is somebody commissioning you to mm-hmm. do something special for them. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like yeah. If I come to you like, hey, man, could you draw this portrait of my cousin who passed away for me? You go look at it as like... That's that special. I do that good of work that somebody will want me to do that yeah. special piece. So, are you into museums or how do you feel about like? Are you a museum guy? I'm gonna tell you the funny thing about it. My like my uh, social media handle was uh, Museum of June, and it's really just uh, manifesting the things that you want to come about. Oddly enough, I was in museums when I was a little kid. Straight like, up, yeah, and and like. I don't really have no track. Like I, I never really thought it's. I do it so much. You don't think <laughs> yeah. about it. Like I had, I had drawings in the um in the Flint Institute of Art. Yeah, I've had uh, writings in the Flint Institute of Art in a newspaper too, and things like that. But I'm just a kid doing kid stuff. Like you know, I'm just having fun. You don't even grasp how big it is at and, all. And then you would tell somebody, and they'd be like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like because yeah. that's 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 big because." You take it serious, but somebody else like what you do enough to say, put this in a museum. Like people don't understand, like a museum is where people 
what people perceive to be their best work like that might not even be your best drawing but somebody's like this is so good that other people should see this you know what i'm saying so talk about some of your art shows like i've seen like i went back on your gram i seen you actually produce your own art show yeah so talk about that some a little bit about that well my art show it was called uh traumatized yeah i was originally going to call it uh ptsd yeah. but it was kind of like too jarring of a title yeah so i just shortened it to traumatize and the, and the purpose behind it was um like People see me and they see like the things that I do and they think I'm somehow different from the people who grew up in the same circumstances as me. Right. So like you got people like it in, in, in plain terms, it was a show for my cousin and my brother. Yeah. Like because they often um, get depicted as like the opposite of me. And we like the exact same people. We grew up <laughs> in the exact same conditions. But they see me like my I guess my talent, whatever is kind of it's, it's a visual talent. So they see that and they say, oh, this guy's talented and y'all not doing nothing or something like that. Right. So like growing growing up in the hood, you go through some of the most traumatizing events and yeah. you don't even realize it. Like at my show, I said, um, if y'all heard somebody in Flint, got shot or got killed tonight, like, what would you think? Everybody in the audience was like, oh, I don't know. Dude, I'm like, that's, 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 that's not normal. That's that, not yeah, normal. Yeah. So, I was, so basically what I did was I dressed up as a doctor. Yeah. And I had, I had like, the uh, robe. I had a stethoscope and all that. And I had, a, uh, like, Chillistrator MD. And it was basically, like, I was the doctor, um, like, alerting people that they was traumatized. And that was, like, the whole basis of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how long did how long did it take you to, from concept to uh, to creation? Because the the art you drew went along with that mm-hmm. with that notion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, basically, I had the thought to do my own art show. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, yeah. but then like I worked really like once the idea get in my head, I worked really fast. Yeah. So um, I probably thought I had the idea to do the show like two years in advance, yeah. but. I had never, never did one. I never been in one. So I had like a ton of people telling me um, all types of things, like how hard it is, how you're going to have to do this first and that first and everything like that. Oh, some discouraging shit. Well, real discouraging. I wouldn't look at it as discouraging because the truth of the matter is that might be hard and difficult to them. Exactly. <laughs> you know well, what I'm saying? What I'm like, say. that's what yeah, I'm like, say. like, so, like I was saying, when you're creative and you are, when you're an artistic individual, like, we make this shit look easy that other motherfuckers might want to come jump on a podcast. Right. And they don't know that this is real work when you never sit and talk with, to somebody. You do research and then you know things about them. And you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you you become fans of these things. Like, for the most part, like, we are interview. I mean, we are having conversations with people that we like what they do. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, the whole concept of the connected experience was actually to connect people together. So we will have you on with an, you're an artist and we will have somebody else on. And that was the initial concept, but it, it, it got to be like, yo, like, some of these people are dope. All of these people are dope people on their own. Mm-hmm. And like, Maybe they stories uh, encourage people to do the whatever it is because I'm a firm believer, man. Just do it, man. Like yeah. the, if you wake up Monday and want to do something, and you wake up Tuesday and want to do something else, that don't take away from what you did Monday because Monday is over. Right. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people think like, like for example, people think however they know you is how you, everything you should do for the rest of your life. Exactly. So like, 
I might bump into somebody and they haven't seen, they know us from being fucking knuckleheads in the streets. And then they'd be like, oh, you're doing so well. And to me, I'm like, what did you expect? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. What, yeah, did, what, like, did, what, did, what did you expect? Well, they expect you to be dead in jail or because just that's, not yeah, a jail. Yeah, yeah, you they, know what I'm yeah, yeah but like, well, I, even then, I'm like, what did you expect? Like, we're going to do it. We're going to do good. We're going to do what's right. We're going to do what we know that we're supposed to do. So like, Think about it. Like you've been in, you've been an artist your whole life. You've been, right. you had, you had works in museums your whole life. So to hear somebody tell you that it's gonna be difficult, no, you must not know who you're talking to. Yeah, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was really, it was, it had, it had nothing to do with the art. It was everything around it. Like yeah. one thing I, I kind of found out, um, because like I'm an artist, but I don't really call myself artist. I call myself creative. But for yeah. the sake of the conversation, I'm no, creative, artist. creative. Yeah. So, um, like I've noticed. It's very hard for people to sell art. You know what? I don't. I, I to me, well, from, I, from what I, I've seen from other people, yeah. But I was gonna say, like, I think if people see it and like it, that they will buy. Yeah. It. Sometimes I don't think people know that they can purchase stuff. Yeah, I, I, actually, too. So uh, that's so that's how I look at it because some people will be like, "Well, no, you can't." No, I just drew that. Yeah. My nigga, like, I really want to buy this. Like, right. some people, like, especially now, uh, we younger. People getting into having stuff like that in their home. You feel what I'm saying? People getting into having like uh, commission work in their home. I think when people see it and they don't know if you painted it for somebody that's different because they're like, damn, what if he made five of these? Right. You feel what I'm saying? But like when I seen uh, when I seen uh, with you getting ready for the show mm-hmm. on your Instagram, because uh, I, like I said, I went back and I seen you with the like medicine bottles and shit. Yeah. I was like, this is really fucking dope. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Because yeah. we spoke. Uh, the show that came out a few weeks ago uh and that was my word traumatic because mm-hmm. we think stuff normal so i've been around murder scenes since i was 12 years old that's traumatic to me because i know a white person who's the exact same age and only his grandma died right. you feel what i'm saying so it's like how could you not be traumatized coming up like that when you but i think the thing is for people to know that growing up in these neighborhoods is actually traumatic is to get out the neighborhoods exactly meet different people have different conversations i'm a component of black everything but i also should think that some of your allies shouldn't be black you should know what go on in the indian community the white community the the asian community because we're more alike than we aren't right mm-hmm. we all just want the same thing yeah quality schools for our children uh, some type of uh, financial freedom, you feel what I'm saying, and a quality place to live. Yeah. The hood's not quality to live. At all, <laughs> you feel what At I'm all. saying? It's not. So that's why when you hear about something that's going on in Flint with the water, right, mm-hmm. that'll never happen in Bloomfield Hills. That'll yeah. never happen yeah. in Livonia. Livonia like bottom of the barrel white people too. When yeah. it comes when it comes to being on the white side of shit, Taylor is the the end of the end. But Livonia bottom of the barrel when you get to thinking Bloomfield Hills and Northville Township and places like that. So it's like if it won't happen there, then you know it's wrong. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Why would a why would any water system in the world be switched from Detroit when that's considered the best in the world to anything else? You feel what I'm saying, like, and, and it's I see I see how people say it, but I remember I were like I've been in Flint my whole life, so I remember when it happened. It was like, yeah, they switch they switching to the Flint River. Like we thought it was a fucking joke. Yeah, like <laughs> not not to laugh, no, but like yeah, a running no, joke. No, no, no. If like if you from Flint, I'm pretty sure I'm, um, my Flint people are gonna listen. If you from Flint and you know what the Flint River is, I've seen multiple dead bodies in the Flint River. Right. 
Like just like on that basis alone. Yeah. Like this what are not, you talking about? This not this not just like all oh, was in the hood and we saw some crazy shit. I was on a college campus. If detectives came and they picked the dead body out of the Flint River. Yeah. Like the like the river is like split right in between two sides of uh University of Michigan Flint. Yeah. And they retrieved the dead body out there in front of auto. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the waters. I, I'm like, that don't even make sense. I yeah. thought that shit was a joke. Yeah. And then you seen like the effects of it and everything. But uh, but one more thing on that. The one of the only differences between the Flint water crisis and a lot of other places that we know our water fucked up. Yeah. It's a lot of because like if like if I, I said about Angster, like come on, bro. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? You can't tell me I'm 37. I got a cousin who's 26. All them niggas scudded you feel what i'm saying and proud of it you feel what i'm saying but they don't know no better so they awaken and go come at a different time i mean my awakening came because i never was sleep i always been uh intrigued with uh black gangsterism and black revolutionaries you feel what i'm saying so when you walk that thin line it's like well which one you go take well i'm not gonna take one neither one i'm gonna be me and Mm -hmm. those both things in me some people some people just learned about malcolm x and you think my nigga, it's, it's, it's way more than Malcolm X when you get to learning about these black people who assisted in the, the, the basics that we can do today because mm-hmm. it's, it's all basic. Mm-hmm. I'm a component of force integration killed the black spirit in the community. Some people think segrega- desegregation was the best, but I said force integration. I ain't say desegregation because exactly. people desegregated on their own. We integrated by mm-hmm. force and we would be we would feel the same way if we were forced to be around people we didn't want to be with. You feel what I'm saying? So just say a bunch of green people tried to move into our neighborhood and we oh, only yeah, got yeah. one perception of green people. Yeah, We'd yeah. not go be, oh, come in. Well, black people might, but you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody else would be like, yeah, yeah, come on in. So you are part of a lot of programs and organizations. Let's talk about some of them uh, programs and organizations that you've been involved with to help with the arts. Yeah, so um, it, like like I said, I, man, I do so much work that it's, it's kind of hard to maintain like a just a list of everything that i've done yeah but um like different programs like all throughout elementary school middle school high school like i was just always known as the guy who did art so i was i was involved in a lot of programs like like that um like in my adulthood and things like that um there's like several different um community like art communities in flint and I'm and I'm involved with those. I got my own programs that I run too. Yeah, and what's I, some of them? I have uh fashion kids and it's uh F S H N K D Z. And it stands for some for some home never kills dreams. Okay. For some home never kills, kills dreams. And yeah. I and I and I really and I relate to that a lot because I got it's a lot of people in Flint who don't even know I live in Flint. They be like, like they see me out and they be like, man, I thought you was like in Detroit or, you know, out somewhere like that. <laughs> That's so, how funny though, don't yeah. it? You no, thought they would be in Detroit because like saying. it's I'm a like, big city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So they like, I didn't even know you was around here. So I'm like, and I, and I hate to see that people from my city just spit. I'm talking about all owner name, all yeah. owner name. I'm I like, think man, because they don't understand that the places that people go is because the places the the people there made it made you want to come mm-hmm. you feel what i'm saying so if i want people to come and live in angster 
I can't talk bad about it publicly. Right. Everywhere has crime. Everywhere has drugs. Everywhere has everything. But where you go come in this community, we got a handle on that enough to where somebody can move here and say, yeah, I live in Angster. It ain't mm-hmm. that bad. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's just, it, yeah, it's just. And then it was a big myth that when you make it, you leave. See that yeah. that 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 that's what black people like let like it's a lot of things that black people let people like put in their head like what's normal you know what I'm saying? No, it's not normal for kids to be seeing murder scenes and none of that. It's not normal for the water to be actually for the crime rate to be this high and it could be traced back to lead. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it shouldn't be like if 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 I'm successful in my neighborhood, why only should a successful drug dealer stay in the neighborhood? Right. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm a successful doctor and I come from the projects in Inkster, if I come from Saigon and I'm a uh and I'm a doctor, I should stay in Inkster to show the other kids in Saigon that hey Dr. Jackson came from here. Somebody just told me about Saigon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, because the it's not the, the, the norm is all the ghetto do is put out athletes, rappers, and, and, and no, drug, drug dealers. dealers. You know what I'm saying? And that's not normal. That that's not the truth. Like all of these great people come from these projects and these and these impoverished living situations. And we gotta like the problem with gentrification right now that people are having is because black people don't own anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's not being gentrified in a way of that if if you sold your grandmother's house mm-hmm. for that forty five thousand dollars that you can't even move anywhere to buy anything with with that forty five thousand dollars, right. you didn't get tricked out of that. Man. You did right. that, and right. then they took it and showed you like this is worth five hundred thousand dollars. Because my uncle got a crib on the east side that he actually got from his uh father in law, from his father in law, and they like offered him some low, like low ball ass offer, and we like, well, that'll work if we didn't know about money or we wasn't familiar with or property value, yeah. or you feel what I'm saying? Like we cut homes in this neighborhood all the time. We cut a yard that's in Southwest Detroit where you know they building a new bridge. Mm-hmm. The people bought the garage for sixty thousand dollars. So why would my uncle take anything like that for this two family flat? <laughs> right, right. They bought the garage for sixty thousand dollars and the house for like seventy three thousand dollars. Two separate transactions, one owner. Come on now. So like, who y'all think? Y'all and I wouldn't so like. I, well, I, it's, I, that's coming through there anyway. So you better sell yeah, before yeah. they just take it. Because over. but that's how they get rid of black neighborhoods as well. They put yeah. freeways through them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They put freeways through them. Freeways and bridges. You had something you want to say? Oh no, but I was just saying that comes with knowing your worth. Like yeah, like it's weird. Like I was saying, like the whole people don't buy art. Yeah, so. I've never had a problem selling art. I think it's just because I know a lot of people and I'm just the person that people know who do art. So I've never had a problem with it, but I've noticed a lot that people have have a problem with it. And it's really just the structure of everything. And like how you were saying, how you saw the uh, pill bottles for my show. Like that's just all marketing. Like I thought of that shit in like 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about the next one. When the next show coming up? The next show is going to be next year. And that, that shit. Oh, God, like just thinking about it, getting me excited. Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we'd be in the house, bro, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. 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 You feel what I'm saying? Because, yeah, we, we might have to go up to Flint because everybody think he died in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That sounds funny, man. Hey, uh, you got anything you want to say before we get out of here? Anything you want to plug or promote? Oh, shit. I mean, shit, just hit me up on social media, man. I'm just a normal guy. Come have fun with me. You know, museum of June or everything. Yeah. And and the uh, art in your museum is definitely for sale, right? Yes. <laughs> hey, but I, I wanted to say, though, yeah. artists might have trouble selling art because they're trying to sell art. What yeah. I'm gathering from you is you just doing art. You just doing what you've been doing since you was a 16, six-year-old kid. And so people want to buy it. But, like, you know, some artists is like, oh, this is for sale. Mm-hmm. And then... 
I like when art, I got to ask an artist, is it the shit for sale? As yeah. opposed to them trying to, nigga, I draw. I've, you know what I mean? I've, <laughs> never, I've never in my life promoted that I sell art. Yeah. Yeah. Never in my life. Yeah, that's social dope. media, none of that. But I get, I'm trying to, t- like, I checked my phone earlier. I had, like, five messages. But, like, I got to turn people down because I just don't have the time for it. But it's a, it's an honor, man. Like, I'm so humbled by that, that people just, like, like the amount of times I've seen a person cry for something I gave them, like, it's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Okay, who's your favorite artist besides Basquiat. yourself? Basquiat. Basquiat. Now, this I, I is new Basquiat? This is before the wave? This, I mean, let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> I was in the third grade, right? And I had a teacher. I was, at this point, I was drawing for years at this point, and I had an art teacher. Her name was Miss McGinnis. And she said, what do you want to do with your art? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I just want to sell it. And she was like, nobody's just sold art since Basquiat. And I'm like, who's Basquiat? And then she showed me all this work. And I'm like, this shit trash. Like, <laughs> like cause like, I'm not, not trying to be funny, but when you see it, it looks primitive. It looks yeah. like a child's, but it's the message behind it. And she used to always tell me that. Yeah. And she was like, it's the message. And, and I, I thank her a lot because that's actually partially uh, where I put illustrator in my name. Because when I was in the, I want to say second or third grade, um, I don't know if y'all know who Christopher Paul Curtis is. He wrote the book uh, Bud Not Buddy, and he wrote The Watsons Go to Birmingham. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that one sound familiar. When Bud Not Buddy came out, he came to my school, and um, and she introduced me to him. And, oh, he, was like, and he was like, what you want to be? And I was like, uh, uh, illustrator? Because that's, <laughs> that's the only title I knew for somebody who did art. Yeah. And then she was like, yeah, he's going to be an illustrator. And I'm just like, that got to be me. All right. And one more thing. What's your tools of choice? My tools of choice? Oh, man. just I just need a paper and pencil, man. It's yeah, old school paper and old school, and I'm SJ. I'm AJ. I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself.